this is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and when you decide now at this age to be well determined. And yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome to another episode of The Conversation. Um, you already know, it's your favorite podcast, and uh, we'll be bringing you the juiciest topics and the most intellectual topics. Today, ladies and gentlemen, with me, um, I have two of my very, very special friends. In fact, one of them I just met like two days ago. Um, I have William M.K. Drama here, who's like my you know, my classmate from uni, and uh, Mr. Usman Turi. Um, unfortunately, David, uh, you know, couldn't join us because, you know, he's indisposed, but as usual, he does send his regards. And we'll be talking about something very, very important today, which is the U.S. elections. Um, well, but before we get right into the topic, can um, Usman just um, introduce himself, then we'll get to Williams. Yeah, Us- Usman, yeah. Hi, um, my name is Usman, and I'm glad to be here. I look forward to a very productive discussion. Productive discussion. All right, yo, William, bro, what are you seeing? Hello, listeners. My name is William, and I'm very glad to be here in the midst of legendary um, people to have this wonderful discussion. This wonderful discussion. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You know that's kind of flattery though for you to call us legendary because like I haven't really done anything. Uh, probably Mr. Usman is a legend. Um, yeah. So, guys, in about seventy days from now, the United States we will be having another elections which is the presidential elections and this one is a bit feisty for us like because you know we're in gambia but like because of how big the united states is whatever they do affects us whether we like it or not to be honest and so we'll be discussing you know just about trump biden you know who are the main um uh contestants for this position um for this position and basically just their chances of winning you know and everything about them so we're in for a very very good time today um so just uh the first question guys are we in for probably the biggest u.s election since trump versus clinton because in my eyes trump versus clinton was like i can't remember a u.s election that big maybe obama mitt romney but i don't think it was as big as um trump clinton you know so um usman yeah could you help us there like how how, how big is does it supposed to be Oh yeah, um, and just to be more specific, you said it is 70 days to the elections. To be more precise, um, we have 68 days to November 3rd. And uh, okay. as Joe Biden would call it, this is the battle for the soul of the nation. Um, I think this elections uh, is going to be bigger than the Trump-Clinton elections. Because looking back um, uh, in time, the things that Donald Trump have... Um, uh, not Donald Trump, but then the Trump administration has done from his campaign rhetoric calling okay mexicans are rapists and then drug smugglers attacking immigrants referring to women as fat pigs dogs and slobs and then the all the nastiness that happened and then the chaos that happens in the white house the muslim ban the family separation uh calling of neo-nazis and white supremacists very fine people 
the impeachment to his inept handling of the coronavirus i think americans are really tired of donald trump and then this elections um uh, in the words of joe biden i think is a battle for the soul of the nation and uh, what happens um on november 3rd is actually gonna have a ripple effect for like decades in american politics i i do believe that okay all right beautiful um williams bro what do you have to say yeah i think it's going to be an interesting one um primarily because yeah um america have tested the being led to be specific by a non political person in the hands of donald trump so most of the things he promised on his campaign is actually implementing so it should not be a shock to us seeing him being president and doing the things that he said he was going to do i think americans we are just expecting him to be sort of like a showman but this showman is showing that he doesn't change to be honest so i think this is going to be bigger because there is a lot on the line and there are so many interesting things that have developed since then so yeah. it's not only america that is interested in this um this election i think the whole world is interested in this election but unfortunately only americans can decide what they want they want yeah definitely williams i just want to put across that um he's made a lot of promises during the campaign trail but mexico didn't pay for the wall so it is what it is honestly like Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, sure, sure. All right. Uh, like, okay, guys. So obviously, right? Trump is like Trump will always be who, like Trump will always be who he is, right? But f- I think for us to really like do justice to this topic, we we really need to look at his past four years in office. You know, he came into office in I guess twenty twenty sixteen, and you know, let's like give an assessment, you know, to what Trump has done. So that said, yeah, I have a lot of. You know subtopics here i want to really di- dive in like economical topics so first of all the gdp of the united states so um according to my sources or according to you know the research i made the gdp has crossed sorry the, um, the gdp has not crossed um three percent um on a full-time basis the all-time high has been 2.9 percent and 2.3 percent in 20 in 2019 now trump said that this is the best u.s economy that he like like that has ever existed and the best US economy was in 1948 sorry 1984 which was 7.3% and Trump's GDP like the economy of the uh, of the United States right now is 3% guys what do you think about this stuff like do you think Trump all he does is just lies lie to the people because the facts are clear that this is not the best economy the United States has you know has ever had what do you think Usman so um to give him a little bit of credit Um I think that Donald Trump did a little bit of good job with the economy. Um uh, before the pandemic hit um we were seeing like a spike in like the unemployment number and then um the stock market was doing well but then um that is partly um because of what Obama the legacy that Obama left leaving office so i might want to as much as i might want to give donald trump credit uh, you know i will also give barack obama credit for doing a good job at the economy definitely definitely uh williams what do you think um i think usman is right to give him credit for that and mm-hmm. it must also be noted that part of his campaign promise where mm-hmm. which he didn't 
um, fulfill entirely everything he said, but a few of the things he said, which was to create jobs. It is also stated that um, from the first to the third year of his presidency, he had created about 66 million jobs in America. Yes. So um, this man is a he, he is just a businessman. We might not like some of his traits, but to be honest, that is his God-given ability. That is his gift. He is running the office like a deal maker, to some extent. No, let me not say not, not not entirely, but to some extent. So you can see him pushing for his America First policy, which is all about making sure that um, you buy in America, made in America, and everything. Trying to encourage local or native um, manufacturing like creating jobs but even the jobs that are created he's also trying to ensure less immigrants coming in to ensure that more americans or natives are the ones being employed so we might not like some of the things that he does but um as usman said he's he's tried and uh, i wouldn't argue that there was a good foundation from obama's time that he picked up on but he has he has tried a bit Talking about the economy itself not being 3%, I think we must try to understand that America is the largest economy in the world. And sometimes if you are up there, there is little room for you to improve as compared to other countries that are way below you. You know, you can just be seen to be on top, but then countries that are below you are the ones that are expected to. Like, I feel like being on top means that you have achieved so much that even slight um, achievements can also be a good thing. And I think in this case, this is something we can see despite maybe a less than 3.0 um, GPA growth, there is still progress to some extent. Yeah. Okay. William, I actually partly disagree with you because um, irrespective of the fact that the economy is going so well, I am not going to say the economy is going so well because of Donald Trump is a deal maker. Like, that is just not something that I am going to say because when you talk about economy, he has, um, you know, implemented trade wars with China, which hurt some people, especially people in Red America. Um, but he's implemented a tax cut for the rich people, which was specifically geared to help his rich friends in Wall Street. And then, you know, he's literally changed the um, uh, NAFTA into just a different name. There's nothing, I mean, you can fact check me on this, but then there's, there's not so much difference between NAFTA and then the deal that Donald Trump made with Canada and then, um, uh, um, the not a Asia Pacific, um, whatever. Like, I just do not think that Donald Trump or the American economy right now is really good because of Donald Trump is a good deal maker. I, I strongly disagree with that. Mm. Um, guys, like to be honest, I I really see um the points uh, you know that both of you have made. Um, I think I get William's point. You know when he says that America like they don't really need to make that much of a progress. Okay, so for example, um Rwanda has a higher G, um GDP than America, and you know you can attribute that to their um to their tourism um, developments and you know whatever because like the country is really booming right now. But 
I think when it comes to the GDP, I think Trump, you know, um, as uh, Usman rightly mentioned, I think Trump is just there. Like, I don't think he did too well. I don't think he did too bad. I think he's just there. But um, moving on to um, uh, uh, other subtopics under um, how he has done in these four years. For example, um, so there's a report on the um, unemployment rate. And the report is that the unemployment rate has dropped steadily from its peak of 10% in late 2009 to 3.6 percent and it has bounced back between 3.5 and 3.7 percent so i think trump has done very well there um let's also look at for example uh job growth for example um they say job growth has been on a steady two two million per year under trump that's relatively okay to how um to how well um obama did um then when it comes to uh, manufacturing job growth um Manufacturing jobs rebounded in Trump's first two years in office, but their growth rate slowed down dramatically in 2019 from 264k to 58k due to the trade wars um, impacting um, global health and the US economy experiencing slower growth last year. Referencing uh, what um, Usman said, Usman, um, what do you have to say about um, the um, Trump's uh, trade war with China? Because this thing, whether Americans like it or not, like is really affecting them. Um, just before you talk, let me just give you one other stat which says so um the um uh, they also measured um trump's um, um america's um uh the, sorry the amount of goods um, america exports to china and after canada and mexico china is the third largest buyer of u.s goods a result of trump a result of trump's trade war with china is that u.s companies and farmers are now selling fewer goods to china after picking at 113 billion goods in 2017 um the the amounts of goods that China buys from America has dropped to one hundred and seven billion um dollars in twenty nineteen. So Usman, can you like kindly just shed light on this trade Trump's is Trump um instigating uh, a trade war between the United States and China for us, please? So about the trade war between US and China, um I don't really know much about it because it is something that I am really uninterested in because I believe that Donald Trump is actually propagating like a full-blown trade war with china just to show off his ego um and uh most of the things that he that like most of the repercussion of the trade war with china are really literally hurting his base like people farmers who are in red america so i feel like most of the decision making about the trade war with china doesn't really come from like about the trade war with china doesn't really come from like um economic advisors but then it's just trump feeling like hey i'm gonna get like a um like a big buzz if i do this and then the mainstream media or the lamestream media is gonna talk about it so let's see how best we can push that like to be honest that's how i feel about it so but i don't really know much about um the intricacies of the trade war with china okay all right beautiful and williams do you want to help us here Yes, I'd confess also I have limited knowledge about this, but I'll try and share the little I think I know. Um, as I said earlier, I think Trump, he believes, and some people would believe that Trump is a deal maker. When I say Trump is a deal maker, especially in the sense of the, um, the trade war with China, Trump focuses much uh, on figures. When he's looking at the relationship between China okay. trade between China and, 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 and the US is looking at the figures and when he looks at the figures what does he see he sees a huge trade deficit because this is the fact 
when goods are exported from the U.S. to China, America pays higher um, taxes. When goods are, um, sorry, imported, yeah, imported from China to the U.S., China expects or there's a, there already there were already existing policies for um, the the import duties to be way less. So let's see. I think they were presuming that um, China would charge U.S. 25 percent and U.S. would be charging maybe around 5 percent. So it was like, why does this have to be? And looking at it from just um, a logical point of view, face value, there's some point to it. Like he's looking tick for tack. But I guess some um, some 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 critics of Donald Trump, which I firmly agree on, um, believe that Donald Trump has to be very careful when it comes to um, taxes, especially the trade war with China, because it is believed that um, China supplies a lot of goods that um, the U.S. needs, especially when you talk about um, pharmaceutical um, goods such as medicines and all of these things, they come from China. And at the end of the day, even if you um, sort of like impose higher taxes, yes, the government is going to be making a lot of money. But at the end of the day, the the um, citizenry are the ones that are going to suffer. Because at the end, you look at business. Business is a form wherein the final cost is always pushed to the final consumers. So I think it's a, it's a place wherein um, Donald Trump is trying to fight, but the way in which he's approaching it might not be the right process. And unfortunately, as someone once told me, when Africa, when America sneezes, the whole world catches cold, especially Africa. So you'd see that the effects of this trade war is hampering Africa and the world as a whole. Because when you are talking about the first the the, 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 the um, largest economy and the second largest economy in the world fighting trade battles. And when it escalates, everyone else suffers. So I think he has a genuine point to that. But his approach, his approach might be might be might be wrong. All right. Thank you so I much. Think, um, um, I think I I actually yeah. think William is a Trump okay. supporter. Usman, go on. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm also, you know, I'm also having, you know, that inkling. You know, Williams is you know, still seen towards the, you know, the Trumps, the Trumps. Because yeah, William is here saying like, um, yeah, the trade deal and then the economy because Trump is a good deal maker. I'm like, um, he's not a good deal maker, okay? He is the worst of the worst, trust me. Like, with all the horrible things that he's done, um, it's just by serendipity, I would say. But anyway, I don't really like Trump, so I would say really mean stuff about him. Well, um, sorry, I have to confess. I, I admire... Yeah, I, I admire Trump. I like him. And uh, I read his book, The Art of the Deal. So then I understand, in that sense, a little sense of how he thinks when he looks at, look, looks at business opportunities. This is a man that can make deals happen even without spending a dime. So that is the, that is what he believes in. So I sympathize, I'm a sympath, uh, I sympathize with, with Trump, but I don't agree with everything that he does, to be honest. That's the fact. He has his qualities, but then a, lot, a whole lot of things that he does are just way out of hand. 
not only the, the the arrogant part of it but then the like things that donald trump does are just grossly inhumane you talk about separating children from the border you talk about banning like an entire um religion muslim ban the, literally a week into when he came came into office you talk about like people are going through like a and like an entire reckoning on race in america and then he couldn't say that black lives matter i find those things really appalling and then mm. i look forward like what I, when i look at donald trump i always envision um him or i yearn that he would one day come out and you know really unite the country but then he lets you down every day like every day you know, I was just watching the RNC a couple of days back and then initially everyone was really expecting that he's going to come with a more somber tone to unite the country because of what happened with like the George Floyd murder and then what happened yeah. with the coronavirus. But then he was just there and then he kept lying and misrepresenting things and then gaslighting people. I find those things really appalling from the president of the United States. Um, and to be, I think we need to, we need to, we need to we need to understand lying is what got him the presidency but i i fear that what people fail to understand is that trump was not the one who elected himself right i am still yet to know the demographic of race when it comes to registered voters in america especially in the 2016 especially with the 2016 exactly Trump is speaking to the white people. It's just like Trump is is like Apple. He has his 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 market segment. He doesn't care about everything that is outside that that segment. He's trying. He's talking to maybe white supremacists, mostly white people that feel like people are coming in to take their jobs. So he tells them what they want to hear, and seemingly he believes in that also. And the the, the thing is that Trump had probably lied so much and had said negative things when it comes to immigration and and and, and maybe race that the attention of the media was was captured for free trump trump probably paid less on um publication because every time you would hear trump said this trump said that and at the end of the day they think they thought that probably they were damning trump to some extent However, yeah. these messages were being taken to the people who he wanted to um, capture. And unfortunately, when you look at uh, how the voting went, he was able to capture the attention and the sympathy of the people he really wanted. And unfortunately, I think that is how we should not see Donald Trump as a person. We should see Donald Trump as the majority of what um, America is. That's how I see it. They voted him, they knew what he wanted, they saw what he was promising, yet he got the votes. So, um, William, I'm just, uh, I'm just gonna disagree with you on this particular point because I believe if you are campaigning for president and then you are talking to your base and then you are use a particular ret like rhetoric and then you happen to be the president of the united states on january 20th 2017 i expected donald trump to put aside 
all the difference that he had and all the grudge and all the nastiness that he actually used during the campaign trail and be like, yes, I'm now the president of the United States and I am going to unite America because it is my job and I am the commander in chief. But instead, he's running America as someone who's running like a particular niche so i'm gonna talk to my base and then whatever my base is okay with i'm really okay with that and then the rest i don't really care about that which i think it's very wrong i'm very un-american and then we just have 68 more days to see what's gonna happen i, I, I like I, I really look forward to to, to that i think he showed you he showed you and us his his true character but maybe some of us just believe that there would be change would we blame him for that? I don't know. But I think Americans, the Americans that voted for him, saw what he was selling and they decided to buy it. Whose fault is it? I don't really know. All right, all right, all right. Okay. I'm just moving on a bit, right? Moving on a bit. Um, uh, uh, Usman made mention of the travel ban. So um, for people that are not aware, um, in 2017, Trump said, signed an order banning um, the entry the entry of um, immigrants from seven Muslim majority countries. Then a federal court blocked the initial ban, but in 2018, the Supreme Court upheld an amended version that has since expanded to other countries. Um, guys, what do you really think? Um, I'll start with Usman though, but first, guys, what do you really think about this travel ban? You know, first of all, um, it's I don't know you banning people. Fr- like I was listening to um to uh, another podcast um today, and the guy was saying that you know Trump banned. Um, these Muslims for security purposes. Um, I don't, I don't really agree with that. But what do you think exactly, um, Usman? I'll start with you first about this that travel ban exactly. So, um, yeah, on paper, um, and the White House aides and surrogates would all say, yeah, we would ban um uh, people from these countries because of security reasons because their countries are not willing to share security information or um uh, uh, like let's say classified or top security information with the um, uh, u.s intelligence community um yes. i'm gonna take that at face value but then one thing i also know is that there is a travel ban implemented because donald trump is so bigoted um and uh, he's the guy who says our country is full. So someone who says our country is full and then we're going to keep the Muslims out and then he implemented a Muslim ban and they're now telling you, oh, yeah, we're doing it for security purposes. I, I don't I don't just buy that. <laughs> All right, William, what do you think, bro? Yeah, I, I think I think this this was on call for even though um, no listen i think i think i'm trying to give sort of like an unbiased opinion here right it's uncalled for i appreciate certain things that he does but i think that the way he does it is the problem the probably the aim is good but the, the method of doing things certain things not all the problem here is huh? everyone focuses on donald trump as the leader but sometimes we get to forget about the people that are under him or around him, supporting him to make these things go through. So who are they? Are they not Americans like most of the people that voted for him? So um, I think this is just politics and somehow he uh, somehow uh, 
there's some level of hypocrisy to it because other than this in a higher dis uh disrespect i think um he said he made some comments about um i think the muslim muslims or something like that and yet people were expecting an apology is like people cannot hold him to account for what he's doing and he he keeps doing it like you want to tell me like senate uh, people in the senate or house of house of representatives or people that he works with cannot challenge him and tell him like yo this is i know a lot of people do but then you know there must be more people challenging challenging him at the end of the day um he called african shit whole countries again how many african leaders challenged donald trump you know at the so, end of the day everyone is looking at their own interest usman yeah i definitely agree with the idea that everyone is looking into their own interest because if you look at the GOP Senate um, and uh, you think about the things that Donald Trump is doing and they're all very quiet about it they're like totally tightly about it they're not saying anything about it where people like Lindsey Graham you know Mitch McConnell you barely hear them now they don't even talk to the press as they used to back when Obama was president that they would criticize him for everything that like you know he did think about the republicans having an issue with obama wearing a tan suit and just think about all the scandals that donald trump has embroiled himself upon since when he started in 2017 to date um if you see the if you see all these republican senators being quiet about all these abhorrent things that donald trump is doing is because donald trump has taken this lead in the gop party that you know, as you say he talks to his base and then his base loves him so if you say anything demeaning or if you attempt to denigrate Donald Trump as a republican senator as a republican pundit he's just going to go on twitter he's called himself the Ernest Hemingway of twitter he's just going to go there he's going to say all the nasty things he's going to say about you and there's a possibility you can lose an election so those people will definitely not risk attacking Trump because they just want to be there i mean i agree with you when you say it's the politics and the, the interest of it all and you know amazingly with regards to this discussion always always when it comes to to these type of politics is between two camps democrats and republicans they're always looking for each other's interest what is beneficial to their party and for me learning the word bipartisan was looking at probably um looking at it in the um house of Re- house of representatives and um senate that's where i learned the word because these were leaders that were in court saying that they were going to set their party interests aside to look for what is good for the nation at the end of the day you you look at it you can you can look at it from another point of um sorry in an, in an, in entirety this happens seldomly because only few um party members are are willing to denounce certain things regardless of their party interests and uh, to be honest this is something that happens i think everywhere not only in america
definitely definitely um okay this man go on please so um uh, because he was talking about bipartisanship and then okay. i like it just got me thinking uh, that someone has said bipartisanship like i haven't seen bipartisanship in in like from both side of the aisle uh in a long time i mean there's certain key issues that they really come together and they be like hey let's work like on this for the american people but uh, think about the us government being shut down for over 35 days or, or like exactly 35 days which is the longest government shutdown in us history like people were followed people were not getting their paychecks because because of there was no bipartisanship they couldn't agree on a thing I, I, was it about a war i think you know because there was no funding for the war or whatever so It is it is it is crazy and then you know Donald Trump with his cronies in the Senate you know they just ripping off things from the American people like in plain sight I I genuinely do believe that All right um so moving on right um there's also um something called the DACA program right um it's an initiative of um, President Obama when he was in office So the DACA program was launched by Obama, like I already said, and it grants um deportation relief and work permits to over 600,000 mostly Hispanic young youths known as dreamers. In June, uh so in June, the Supreme Court ruled against Trump's 2017 decision to resign the DACA. Um in July, the administration announced that, you know, they will reject any new ap- any new applications for the dreamer for the dreamers immigration program and shorten the deport- the deportation protection. of those whose eligibility I don't know where I just keep tumbling about what of those whose eligibility is soon to expire right as an international student right we're, we're all young I mean most of us want to go to, like want to go to America I don't think there's anything new um and many young um Mexicans many young Cubans many young Colombians are really really trying to get into America to you know actualize their dreams and this man comes on and he says okay those of you that are here your stay is shortened and those of you outside you can't even get in like does that just show us the type of person trump is like the, like the type of person you know um the media calls him out to be an evil man a man that just tries to protect his own because i don't know if they right you can call what he does um good for public interest but if the ex-president introduced this program it's because he has seen that okay xyz number of um young hispanic people are suffering wherever they are in, and america can grant them refuge america can probably change their lives so what do you guys think about this was tr- like is it justifiable for trump to really you know try to shorten the stay of this young um uh, hispanic people in america or and also to you know deny applications for those that you know want to come like the prospective people Usman, what do you think is it about justifiable you know this kind of thing i mean uh, it's like uh, how i feel about the uh, donald trump recent in the obama era daca program is just grossly inhumane because those people are undocumented immigrants who came to america when they were kids and then they were under this program that's going to protect them from mass deportation but then you know donald trump the guy who says our country is full really doesn't want that like if you're an american um you're an american you should be a, a legal resident if not if you're illegal his mass deportation program could literally go, like get you deported back to your home country i just this is yeah. when it comes to it being justifiable 
I think, you know, he did it with an executive order and then, you know, he could literally do most of the things that he wants with an executive order. But then Tango, the Supreme Court ruled that, you know, that is like he can't, you know, really take that route. But then he's still trying to challenge it in courts and saying that they're not going to accept new applications and the things like that. I just find it grossly inhumane. And I think um, everyone deserves... Um, especially these um, Latin American children coming to America, they deserve to live the American dream. Because if you think about it, America is a country of immigrants. So, you know, being, yeah, I I don't just, and then Donald Trump just saying that they're coming here to take our jobs. It is just very unfounded because the jobs that these illegal immigrants take um, when they get to America Americans themselves do not do the, those jobs. So, you know, you need people to do those jobs. And then mm. it's, it's making the economy working so well. But then he has threatened to defund sanctuary cities because of, um, you know, his mass deportation program. Look at ICE. We've been seeing online really, really, really gruesome videos of families being separated. You know, you, you know no one else in America. And then all of a sudden, your parents are separated from you and they're deported back to their home country. I just find that to be very... Very, very, very cool. All right, Williams, what do you think, bro? Um, you asked whether it's justifiable. I think, um, no, it is not. I would agree. Um, I would say partly, although it's entirely, but partly because I want to look at it from another point of view, like his own point of view. And not only his own point of view, as in Donald Trump's own point of view, but I'm looking at it from white American voters that voted for him, believing that he would enforce some of his, or most of his campaign promises, which this was was highlighted. So the thing is, um, normally when you know we talk about law and so, but regardless of the fact, um, these people are undocumented. Like they are not probably their stay is is not wanted according to the law. Yeah, I know this benefits a lot of people, maybe even Africans, for example. But the fact is, Americans should not, especially white Americans that believe um, immigrants should not be welcomed to some extent, should not forget that America was built by immigrants. And to be honest, these people that you call that they call like um, the real Americans and stuff. You know, when you look at history, they tell you that the um, Red Indians were the first to be there. So they themselves are, are, are immigrants when you look at it from from, from uh, one perspective or another perspective. The fact is that this guy, Donald Trump, is enforcing what he had promised. And unfortunately, um, this is just the case. Um, he promised jobs. And I'm, I'm in agreement with Usman when he says that um, the the jobs that these people take up is not really what the the the, the average American would want to do as a, as work. But for them, they don't care because all of this crime that is going on in 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 America, it is all attributed to um, immigrants, which is which is wrong. Probably, if you look at it from a statistical point of view. Um, on an unbiased platform, that would be the wrong case, because all of these people, when they come to America, when they're looking for their American dream, they're not looking to cause any commotion, chaos, or crime just to be sent back home. 
So I think that that is a a, a, um, a negative or bad way of seeing things, especially not only from Donald Trump's perspective, but all those who voted for him believing that he should enforce um, this immigration policy that he suggested. To be honest, he promised and he's trying to do whatever he promised. The, only, the, the major issue here is he should not believe himself to be above the law because all of these executive, um, what's it called, orders that he's making, Supreme Court has made a declaration, but he's looking at undermining. That's why some of Donald Trump's critics would rightly say that Donald Trump has no regard for the Constitution. And as a firm, not a firm, but as, as a sympathizer of Donald Trump, to a certain extent, I would agree with them. The, there's no one to be above the law. So if the law provides that this is a system that we ought to follow, then it is the system that we ought to follow, regardless of the fact that it was a campaign promise or not. You should not undermine um, a constitutional process in this in this sense. Mm. All right. Um. Okay. So, guys, my next question is this, right? Okay. Usma, do you want to say something? No, 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 I'm fine. Okay. All right. So, um, guys, um, my next question is this, right? Obviously, you know, everybody heard of what happened to George Floyd, and you know, very tragic, um, story, and the lives of Breonna Taylor and, um, Ahmad Abri. Guys, it's just straightforward. Yeah. Do you think Trump handled it? like very well do you think he ha- like how do you think he handled it this the the whole situation and the whole black lives matter movement you know in um um, um the new york mayor um joined some black people and they painted you know um black lives matter um, on the streets i think it was in front of the trump tower and trump came out and was you know bashing them and all that what do you guys think Usman? what do you think how do you think trump handled the whole situation so i don't know whether you have seen on tv where trump um gassed peaceful protesters around the Lafayette Square just to have a photo up holding the Bible in a very weird way. He doesn't even know how to hold the Bible. Um, The way Donald Trump handled this entire race record in America, it's just really, really terrible. Donald Trump couldn't say Black Lives Matter. I was watching his press conference the other day and uh, he was whining about um, a company like it's it's a tire manufacturing company in America called Good Goodyear not allowing their employees to have the MAGA hats to walk and they're allowing people to have Black Lives Matter hats or other wearables which is just insane to me like someone complaining about that like make America great again to the Black Lives Matter movement, it's just really inconceivable. As I said initially, every day I expect like this is the lowest he could go, and then he keeps going lower than that. The way he handled it was terrible. You think about back in 2017 when he called neo-Nazis and the white supremacists very fine people. And you can't really say the word Black Lives Matter when you're calling white people very, like, I'm sorry, not white people, but white supremacists very fine people. That is appalling. And now you have all these white supremacists, neo-Nazis, the KKK saying, hey, we're rooting for Donald Trump because Donald Trump really emboldens their base. And that is, that is just insane. It is, it is insane. Sometimes it gets so, so much that you just 
really shocked at things that you see on screen. And then he goes on by saying, okay, guys, you know, in the Trump, uh, you know, tone or whatever that he does, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you see. They're all fake news. I'm like, okay, they're all fake news. Oh, Trump, they're all fake news. Okay, uh, what do you think, bro? Um, I think, yeah, America wanted to know what Trump was like. And I don't mean this in a very serious way, but it was fun. We enjoyed seeing what Donald Trump is like. So I think issues like this Black Lives Matter movement and how he handled it, which is which I feel has been really poor, can be a catalyst for people to vote him out of office. So um, I think with the George Floyd and so they were talking about um, Portland, wherein Donald Trump brought in um, what's it called the 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 what's it called the military guard or something like that, whatever they call it. Wherein a situation that was expected to be monitored by police was now monitored by armed armed military people. I think he, his way of handling Black Lives Matter issue is is not proper at all this is not something that i will condone or support however it is for us to also acknowledge that the issue of black lives matter is beyond donald trump as an individual i always go back to say i think there's a there's an issue say i think there's a there's an issue in what you'd want to to call it because there are white supremacists still existing, although we felt that it happened years before, but it still exists. And these people are supporting him and are, and are against any form of um, sorry, sort of white, black, black development to some extent. So you look at, I think the, 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 the issue of Black Lives Matter to some extent also is beyond Donald Trump, because I feel it's more of a an institutional problem because Obama came to Africa and he said the, the what Africa needs is institutional change. He was right. Okay. But in this sense, what America needs also for blacks lives to really matter is institutional change. Can we expect Donald Trump to, to bring the institutional change? Absolutely not. I don't expect him to. Why? Because Obama himself was there for eight years. And this thing never changed. I'm not blaming Obama. I think this is a situation wherein America should look at themselves, wherein they go around the world touting democracy, touting um, freedom of speech and freedom of movement, um, respect of human life. They should also look at themselves to know that black lives really matter. You see people protesting black lives matter, and then someone will just get up and say all lives matter sort of like to say maybe it's sort of like a mockery to say black lives matter because why um you know not supporting the movement black people are suffering at the end of the day why i'm saying is also an institutional change it means like the police should do better in handling um um cases wherein they deal with maybe black people because black people are the ones complaining that they're the ones suffering and i think will smith also said it very clearly he said, there has been no difference in this, how black people are treated in America. 
He said the only difference is that now these things are being filmed. White cops killing black people. And at the end of the day, I think um, there were the protests were that um, the they should defund the police and security. Joe Biden here and Donald Trump all have the same opinion that the police should not be defunded. And I think maybe it makes sense to some extent. What people need is for police to be more responsible. And I agree with Joe Biden when he says that the police should be held accountable. However, that is a problem in its sense, because you're talking about immunity. These police, they want immunity, not to be prosecuted for mistakes that they make. Although sometimes you would see that these things are really not mistakes. They are, they are, they are intentional acts. So at the end of the day, if these people feel that the, the state cannot protect them, majority of the police, you'd probably find a case wherein these people would resign from their, their, their post and work. So if they resign, um, you are feeling that there's a, there's a big vacuum that needs to be filled. However, if that happens, can black people really take it upon themselves to join the police force to say, we want to police our own street, we want to, you know, be part of the police, to police our own neighborhood, to ensure that although um, white people or the white police people feel like they cannot do the job, we can do it ourselves. You know, these are all things that need to be discussed. These are all things that need to, to be looked at. I think when we talk about power belonging to people, this is what we talk about. A system change has to come from the people themselves, not always look at the top leadership, although you expect top leadership to be, behave maturely. And here I am going to state categorically clear that sometimes the way Donald Trump behaves is so immature, even though he's a 70-something-year-old man, to be honest. <laughs> Usman, you wanted to say something, Usman, go on. I just wanted to point out that um, let's all remember the day when Donald Trump tweeted um, a video of a white person saying white power. He, he retweeted that video. And one thing that I believe is for someone or for anyone to address a problem, you should first accept that there is a problem going on okay. but then the entire trump administration doesn't recognize the fact that there is systemic racism in america so how can you go forward from there when you do not recognize the the problem which is really plain like everyone really sees it the systemic racism in america the you know the marginalization of minorities it is it is there literally in every state but then they don't recognize it. So I see no way of them taking steps to, 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 to solving or mitigating the problem. When you talk about issues of race in America, Donald Trump would start saying, yeah, I think I've done more for the black people than any other president in America. You know, he talks about black employment and he talks about all this stuff. But then, yes, he talks about that to score political points, but still, they can't accept unequivocally as an administration that there is systemic racism in America, which is which is just mind-blowing, like mind-blowing for me. Yeah, Mr. Okori, I would like to, to really acknowledge and accept what uh, Mr. Ture has just said. But I also want to add, I accept it totally. So I don't want to go back to the issue that um, Trump's administration does not recognize all of these um, mishaps by the police. Mm -hmm. 
but we should also i want us to also discuss as representatives of people how many times i don't know and i've not i've never kept count how many times especially let's just just see in recent years has there been a discussion in the house of representatives talk less of senate about these issues these are people that are that are that are expected to to represent the 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 the, the, um, the american people because they repre the representatives go from state to state or their representation goes from state to state are they also trying to tackle the issue because at the end of the day people would keep protesting believing that change would come and it might it might not but if leaders that are representing the people especially the people from the house of representatives or senate do not also take it upon themselves to try and figure out because this is a unique situation not a unique situation as in it's new but it's a situation that is so um dire that americans have not been able to fix this problem for years so a system needs to be put in place wherein they can figure out how can they keep um what's it called the integrity of the police while also maintaining the fact that black people their lives are respected even though you know the state has to be policed beautiful beautiful um guys i feel like we've been talking about trump you know a lot but we we'll, you know we we'll still kind of come back to trump but let's talk about biden for a moment you know this is a man that was vice president of the united states with obama for you know eight years um a government that i consider i think they were okay um i, I think they you know they did some very good things but i also have my own special doubts about them um but i think um you know joe biden was excellent as usual and obama was too to a certain extent what do you think exactly is biden's winning point like why do you think americans will vote for biden will vote for biden um, should he win what do you think usman what do you think so when it comes to i'm not i'm not the big biden guy i am more of a like a bernie bro or like a warren type of guy yeah for real i mean biden just doesn't exude the energy that i want to see in a, in a in a particular candidate um Sleepy Joe, and uh, i feel pardon no i said um trump calls him sleepy jew oh yeah oh oh that's actually that's that's not trump that's some that's that's someone in the white house called steven miller so steven miller is um is this this horrible guy who comes up with all these crazy names that trump uses on twitter but in anyways i do not think th- i love the fact that biden has a minority um running mate who's Af- of african american descent and indian american heritage Oh, that right. is good but um that apart um i just do not feel biden and i don't feel that he has so many winning points especially in the early days of the campaign he just presented himself as hey i am joe biden i am the obama guy if you like obama you should like me you know i feel there should be more to that you know to win an election but then 
given how things are going with the rise of the Black Lives Matter protests and then the inept handling of the coronavirus by Donald Trump and then the amount like more than 170 170,000 American people died from the coronavirus that could have been literally stopped because there's there's a report from uh, was it Columbia I'm not really sure of what university there's a study made that if Trump acted a week earlier he could have saved 50,000 lives but he did not so I mean I look forward like to Biden winning the elections but I do not think that Biden really has like very stern winning points and they're like this is what I'm gonna do about this and this and that instead you know everyone hates Trump and Trump's got to go so that's the Biden winning point to my knowledge <laughs> all right interesting William what do you think well um contrary to Usman's point I think um, in my own opinion, and from the little research I did, Biden does have some some good points, especially with this campaign. Because maybe last campaign Trump had um, key policy issues. Right now, Trump's um, key policies are maybe seemingly vague, or somehow, yeah, they're they're seemingly vague. He's not yet put in much that I have seen. Or come across. Okay. So it's Biden really pushing specific issues and talking about specific um, things. Because, you know, um, looking at their, their campaign, these people have dealt with so many issues. Their policies, they talk about infrastructure. So you talk about Biden versus Trump. Trump is saying that he wants to invest two billion um, US dollars in just infrastructure. But Biden, when he talks about infrastructure, um, he's talking about investing just $1.3 billion. But in that $1.3 billion, he's telling you what he wants to do. Um, in contrast to Trump, he wants to encourage um, net zero um, greenhouse gas emission. He wants to um, create jobs by expanding the middle class. Because when Donald Trump is looking at the um, the elite in society, the top one percent around that, Biden is looking at developing a middle class to be able to sort of like um, boost the economy. That is what he feels like. You talk about he also talks about from what I've seen, four hundred billion dollars being invested in um, clean energy research and innovation. Talks about one hundred billion dollars um, in modernize modernizing schools. He talks about five billion uh, in repairing roads, bridges, and highways. He talks about twenty billion on rural infrastructure. That's just an infrastructure. This goes. Uh, this goes for uh, many many other issues. When you talk about taxes, it, um, Trump talks about the overhaul of taxes because he overhauled um, taxes, especially the, the ones that um, were, were 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 proposed by proposed and enforced by Obama, and that. Some people um, speculated it, um, there were losses for the government of actually $1.5 trillion. I think when it comes to that and the link, I believe the link between um, tax cuts and job job creation is that Trump makes it easier for the wealthy corporations and individuals to have money, more money in a sense that probably he's expecting with that more money they can be able to reinvest in business, thereby creating 
much more employment. Probably that is one thing he's hoping about, hoping for. But um, when you look at Biden's uh, proposition on tax, he's looking to increase taxes, especially for the top 20% of um, people. He's also trying to apply or proposes the application of um, social security taxes on persons earning above $400,000, I believe, a year. He wants to double foreign um, foreign subsidiaries of U.S. firms, their taxes, tax rates. Uh, he's also proposing um, to increase revenue by $4 trillion with all of these things that, all of this tax reform that he's introducing from the year 2021 to 2030. So I, I believe that um, Biden has a blueprint because he's running a campaign and then he definitely has a blueprint, blueprint on things that he wants to do as president. But then um, what I was really talking, no doubt about that, what I was talking about is like a winning point because um, the average voter doesn't really you know, care about like the intricacies of what Biden is going to do when he is president, but they want to know about, you know, you know, about his economic plans, about his racial equity plans. They want to know about his, like, how is he going to reopen the country, not reopen the country per se, but then how is he going to ensure that kids are going to go back to school safely? Um, what's his agenda on women? Like, what's, what's his agenda on the healthcare sector and then like the tax so these are like fundamental things that people really want to know and i think they can really give like points um to biden over trump but how biden communicates this doesn't really work well with me and this is me like saying it personally and i think what really resonates with a lot of people is hey you hate donald trump and then he's been here for the past four years and you cannot imagine another four years of donald trump because that is going to be like an entire disaster so vote for me that's what i think his winning point is all right. Um, yes, I feel like yeah, we can't talk about bad. Okay, do you want to say something, Williams? Yes. Um, I, I now I now get get Osman's point, and 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 he yes. he's right. Um, I think he needs to speak more to um specific groups, but I think this is where political parties need to come in, because as much as we are talking about Donald Trump and Joe Biden, it's more about Democrats and Republicans. These people are organized groups. And although we have not had much from Donald Trump and his party, but I think Biden's Biden's campaign, as Usman pointed out, is more focused on pointing out Donald Trump's faults. However, exactly. there can come there can come a point wherein Donald Trump can can support Biden's or should I say that's what I hope. There, there come a point wherein Donald Trump's actions, inactions, uh, incapabilities in some people's eyes is what would make people want to vote for Joe Biden. Some people are just fed up with him. Some people are just fed up with him. They want change. But you can see most of that from people who are outside the the U.S. And what happens inside the U.S.? Is it going to be a point wherein um majority of the white people will still want to vote for donald trump again i think when 
we looked at this 2016 election, it was which devil did you do you feel is better? That's how I saw 2015, 2016 election. You're talking about Clinton, you're talking about what's it called Donald Trump. Everyone is accusing each other of being a liar, being that. And if you looked at it, um, it was almost like voting for the same person to some extent. So people wanted to try Trump. But I feel like Trump has made his re-election more difficult based on things that he he has gone through and the scandals that have gone um, that have gone on throughout his period. So as Usman said, Joe Biden needs to really talk to the people about facts of what he wants to do more. But I hope that these things would come from his running mate, Pamela. Uh, Kamala Harris, Harris. because yeah, exactly. she also has to bring in energy because you feel like he doesn't have much energy, but she is a young, dynamic, or should I say younger and a dynamic woman who needs to push, push him. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know I was about to talk about Kamala Harris, you know, um, as you just mentioned her. You know, um, a lot of Biden supporters didn't really expect her, you know, to be uh, his um, his running mate. A lot of people expected Susan Rice. Some expected um, Gretchen uh, Whitmer. You know, there were there were other people that were as capable as she is. But I feel like, okay, so for example, um, if you look at the black community, right? Um, um, she's rumored to be uh, a fan of mass um mass mass um uh, incarceration. And well, you know, when she was a DA, and she's also and she and she also claims to be black, but some people say that like she would rather side with her Indian side. What do you guys think about like the controversies you know surrounding Kamala Harris? Do you think? I, I, I think it's I think it's very appalling to say uh, that Kamala Harris is isn't black. Like I, I just like I've never heard that. I haven't seen the controversy because I don't really get to the like to the, to the really deep, nasty Trumpian side of Reddit or Twitter, but saying that Kamala Harris isn't black and then she would choose to, with her Indian heritage, but that's, that's just really appalling to me. <laughs> William, what do you think? For me, the fact is that I am expecting her to possibly be the first black female president of the United States. Okay. Yeah. That's what we will probably that's if if they win because one who knows if joe biden would live that long to finish the first time if anything happens god forbid i'm not wishing bad on him if anything happens we are expecting to have not only the first female president but have the first black female president whether probably it's argued that she does not she wants to associate herself more with um what's it called being indian or not Black people would always would. She's like you are what you are, regardless of the fact that you feel like choosing that or that. So I think I think I think that is one point to consider. However, and in addition to that, I believe as um, speculations have have made it clear, Kamala Harris makes Joe Biden look good, makes Joe Biden better, because um, okay. what's it called? Even it's like a form of policy that you are bringing in without even saying a word. It's like you saying you're in support of black people and um, and Asian people, let's say colored people. 
without even saying anything because you have shown that I can I am capable of taking a colored person as my running mate. It says a lot without words being said. However, are black people and colored people going to appreciate their own? Because at the end of the day, I think President Obama's um, first term in office, I think he had a lot of um, black people who did not support him, which is probably something unseen or unheard of. You wouldn't expect something like that to happen. But then these things just happen. Okay. All right. Um, well, I just uh, okay, I, I just want to say that um, I like irrespective of the fact that um, Joe Biden said that he would want his administration to look like America. Like these are words of Joe Biden, uh, meaning there's a possibility we might see you know a lot of um, minorities in his cabinet, um, but. Like, irrespective of that, I believe that Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris because of the impeccable track record that she has fighting racial justice. And, uh, you know, she she is like she was once an attorney general, like a senator, uh, and that she has been really, really, really incredible in, in the career that she has pursued. So not only with the fact that, OK, Kamala Harris is of... Um, african-american indian american heritage but then she can also do the job and she's fit for the job because i am 100 percent certain that kamala harris is gonna make her like a terrific vice president and as just joe biden said like he wanted someone who's gonna be the last person in the room when they make decisions i believe kamala harris would be the person to joe biden i mean i wasn't really excited about the entire biden thing until when they announced that kamala like i literally you know, was head over heels when I realized that it's going to be Kamala Harris and no one else. Like, yeah. I'm, I think that's that's really going to bring so much energy, especially with, like, um, African-American voters as well. All right. Guys, right? I feel like... So, moving on. Um, we can't have this discussion without talking about one person, right? Kanye West. Um, Wait, are we really going to talk about Kanye West? I, yeah, like, I, I, oh feel like, I feel like we need to talk about Kanye West, bro. Like, we just have to talk about Kanye West. Wow. Um, like, like, a lot of people are saying, right, that Kanye West is paranoid for even thinking that he wants to run for president. Because the way um uh, a lot of black people see it is that Kanye West is trying to channel the votes that would normally go to Biden to Trump. Or better, like, basically disrupt um biden's votes what do you guys think on you catch it that wasn't only kanye west being paranoid that was like an entire thing doctored by the trump administration we have all known that jared koshner met with kanye west and kanye west admitted this that they discussed ways to put him on the ballot so that he's gonna get votes that biden should so it's an it's an entire ploy a tactic that the trump administration is using to you know make sure that biden doesn't get as much votes as he could get because if there's someone else running in let's say south carolina alongside biden someone like me who's not a big biden guy and then you know kanye west is all of a crazy rapper i might just cast my vote for kanye west and then you know just 
put Biden's, uh, you know, win in jeopardy, which is very risky. But then, hey, the Trump administration were pushing for this. I mean, I would I would say allegedly, but then Jared Kushner literally met with Kanye West and then allegedly they discussed that, which is technically a crime to do. But then it's Trump's America. Like He could literally shoot someone in Fifth Avenue and get away with it. What do you think, Williams? To be honest, I don't have much idea about Kanye West. But all I have to say on this is America is sort of like seeing what is going on. And um, they have a huge responsibility of making a decision that would be better for generations to come. Because regardless of it being maybe another one term or probably two term. This is going to affect probably generations to come because you were talking about things like climate change, whether it's going to be upheld or not. So um, they should they should really, I'm sure and I hope that they will really be more objective and more selective and more picky and to have um, have on their bipartisan hearts instead of looking at um, blind, um, blindly following um, a single party. Because party is what gave them Donald Trump. And if they want Donald Trump again, let them look at party, um, look at it from party line. But unfortunately, this is the situation that um, they are faced with. And it's so amazing that when we look at democracy and we talk about democracy, democracy in the U.S. is all about two, a red or blue. The options might not be too many. You are either forced to take one or the other. And that's why, because stars have shown that last election 2016, over 200 million people were supposed to vote. At the end of the day, only 140 people voted. And most of the people that didn't vote felt like they were not confident with the um, the, the candidates. And I think Usman touched on that point when he felt like Joe Biden, he didn't really feel his vibe, if I could say that. Um, because at the end of the day, some people might not vote because they're not happy. But, but the decisions the people that make the decisions are the ones that are really going to change America for good, to be honest. So, um, talking, talking again about Kanye West, um, I think I have to point out, I really wish him well. He's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and then I think he really needs to get help, and the Kardashians would really help him with that. Um, but um, uh, segueing into what um, Williams was talking about, how another... For, you know four years of trump could have like you know lasting effect you know you could talk definitely because trump is not an environmentalist and then he doesn't really believe climate change is real he says it climate he says climate change is a hoax um so what really worries me is not only the issues of what is what's going to happen to um <clears throat> the climate and then what legacy or like what wall are we really going to leave 
to our kids or our kids' kids. But then something that is really, really, not even a far-fetched, really close ahead is the Supreme Court. Another four years of Donald Trump could possibly get him another Supreme Court pick. And then if we can all recall back in 2016, the Senate Republicans literally, you know, say Barack Obama, you can get a Supreme Court pick because it's an election year. And then Mary, they literally stole the seat from Mary Garland. And then Donald Trump came and then he appointed a very conservative judge who was Neil, Neil Gorsuch. And then he appointed Brett Kavanaugh, which was very, very, very controversial. That's why Donald Trump would call um, Kamala Harris like nasty, sort of a mad woman and then very rude because she wasn't nice to Brett Kavanaugh. You know, we have Neil Gorsuch, we have Brett Kavanaugh. Think about Donald Trump having another Supreme Court pick. That could shape American politics. That could shape America like decades to come. You know, a very conservative Supreme Court literally means a very conservative America in, in many ways. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Hey, guys, final question, right? Um, just before we end the, you know, the session, who do you guys think will win the elections? And why do you think they will win the election? Do you think Trump will win? Do you think Biden gets a chance at the White House? I'll start with you, Usman. Um, so that is a very hard question to answer. And I'm not going to commit myself by saying this person's going to win. Because I was 100% certain that Hillary was going to win in 2016. And then, like, you every, know, Everybody was, to be honest. We had Trump. And then he keeps talking about... Yeah, he, he can't get over 2016. But then um, I'm just going to base it on facts. So what the polls are saying is that um, Joe Biden is really doing well in key battleground states, like states that um, yeah. Donald Trump really like won or Donald Trump turned red in 2016. So it might be blue again. Who knows? But then with how things are going right now with his inept handling of the coronavirus leading to 170, more than 178,000 American lives being lost to how he's handling the entire race record in America to all the nastiness, to all the, the, the bigotry, the, the narcissism Donald Trump has. Biden stands a chance, but then I think it is still too early to call. Who knows what's going to happen? There might be an October surprise. Um, the st stock market is doing really well, even though the Republicans would say, um, not actually the Republicans, but then one Republican, I think, um, uh, congressman said, grandma has to die for the Dow to rise. I'm not sure. Don't like, Don't quote me on that, but then something like that. Um, if the economy keeps going well and uh, there's no October surprise, there's a chance that Trump could win. But there's also like a big possibility that Biden could win. So we would just have to live in, you know, uh, in suspense, looking forward to what's going to happen. And then given the entire controversy about the mail-in ballot um, voting, I think... Um, uh, 
this is going this election is going to be unprecedented in so many ways given that we are in the midst of a coronavirus pandemic and then most people most americans are going to vote by mail even though you have the president saying that's going to be very fraudulent if you vote by mail the elections are going to be rigged and then this reminds me of what happened in 2016 it went to a point the polls were saying hillary is going to win hillary is going to win and then all of a sudden donald trump was like if hillary wins the elections are rigged and now he's floating the idea that the elections are going to be rigged not by russian interference but by the mail-in ballot saying china wants biden to win so that that's gonna be so it, it's just crazy but the one thing i can tell you <laughs> is that when joe biden wins the election when joe biden wins they're gonna be like a barrage of trump lawyers who are gonna descend down in states trying to you know challenge the results if like what happened in 2000 bush al gore is gonna repeat itself bill maher keeps saying this and i I believe in this. He's going to challenge the results. He's going to say there are irregularities and I'm not going to concede. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know whether the Secret Service is going to kick him out of the White House. I know it, it could be like a litany of lawsuits that are going to wind up in the Supreme Court possibly. But he's not going to concede defeat when Joe Biden wins. I doubt it. But let's wait and see what's going to happen. Okay, okay. So um, personally, right? Um... If you're in America right now, right, and you had the chance to vote, who are you voting for, Trump or Biden? Why would I vote for Trump? Okay, <laughs> I think that's clear enough, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Williams, you're <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like really clear about it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not a Trumper. Like, I'm definitely not a Trumper. Yeah, that's been clear like since the start. But also, just want to put across like I'm not voting. I'm not American. I'm just like uh, very interested in American politics, the dynamics of it. I mean, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, Williams, what do you think, bro? Um, um, I think I think it's too early to tell because everyone was saying Hillary was gonna win, as uh, Usman said, and uh, he didn't. Although most people were saying that they expected Hillary to win, I actually had this feeling that Trump could win because I felt like there were more um, because from the from the um, reports that I was I was hearing, he had more support than people expected, and the the problem with American politics is even though they are what's it called polls before election that are conducted which tells you okay yeah Hillary was winning there are so many undecided people that are just there waiting for the last day and there are so many other people that are that have decided that they won't vote because they probably don't like either um, 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 candidates but the thing here is I hope that Biden wins that is what I'm saying I hope that Biden wins. I can't say even it wins, you know, but I hope. To... Yeah, even you know, but yeah, you know, I think you've, you've been trying no. to side with Trump on so many. Yes, he he has tried to do certain things, but what he has done wrong is way more. You look at CNN. CNN don't like him. They said Trump probably around early this year or late last year. Trump had made ten thousand lies, like they were counting. You know, I think they, they, they kept counting. Sure, they, they, they were keeping track of everything. I think the worst thing that have, that has happened, especially to Trump's presidency, is Twitter. 
this guy, mm. if he could keep his mouth shut, he would have avoided so many, so much trouble. But he's just out there trying to fight and defend himself. You know, you're president. Stop picking petty fights with random people or people just having their own opinion. But I think um, maturity, in my view, is lacking to to that extent. And I think people really want to change. And I hope, let me say, I hope people people are desperate enough for a change to go out and vote for for Biden, even though you don't know what to expect. Sometimes they tell you that the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. So it's kind of it's kind of tricky and a critical situation. But I hope that um, Biden wins, and then so we can have another look of what you know America could look like if everything should be normal, good relationship with allies and everything. And I hope Biden, like Trump, would sort of like focus on less military interventions outside the United States. America are the police of the, the world. They're, they stick their nose into every problem. I think they should do less of that. Sometimes they create more chaos than peace that they're trying because I, I heard there was one country, whether Iraq or so, they spent about $16 trillion just for a single war. You know, all of this is not, not necessary. The, 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 the world needs peace and money to be invested in, in, in things that, you know, take people forward and all of that. I think there should be less fighting. So I hope Biden wins. And I hope maybe at some point we would see Pamela Harris as as president, maybe next time, first black president, female president also, uh, and I hope, hope hope for the best from from her own from her own part because I think a lot of people are expecting something to happen if Biden wins because they're expecting a lot of change, and I'll be disappointed if he fails the expectation of people when or when and if. Is elected because a lot of people are depending on this. Not only immigrants who want a better future in America, but people who want to want normal relationship with America. You are talking about the WHO of recent. You are talking about maybe the TPP, China. All of these people just want sanity and you know certainty, which they cannot get from my president. Okay. All right. Um, Usman, I think you, you wanted to say something, though. Yeah. So, um, because Williams was talking about attacks, and then I just wanted to um point out um something that I find really crazy. Can you imagine Trump attacking like a seventeen-year-old on Twitter, Greta Thunberg? Um, it was a couple of months ago. My friend called me, and uh, she was like, "Yeah." he attacked Thunberg. So I have like a, I have this coworker. Um, she, she's really amazing. And we talk about American politics every time. So she called me and she was like, he's attacked Greta Thunberg. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that the president of the United States would attack a 17 year old, like activist on Twitter. So that's, that's Donald Trump for everybody. But then, um, talking about the, um, um, the elections and the who's going to win. I just want to point out that, 
there is a historian called Alan Lichman. So um, uh, he's had this opinion uh, op-ed with the with the New York Times, and uh, he predicts like elections, and uh, he's been doing it for the past two decades, um, I think. And uh, he's predicted that he's predicted that um, Donald Trump's gonna lose the elections. So let's see and let's wait and see what's what's gonna happen. Um, I really look forward to you know. November, uh, just to get the news that Donald Trump is finally getting out of the White House, and uh, we're gonna be having a Biden administration. All right, thank you so much, so so much, guys. Um, hopefully, um, comes um November, you know, we'll, we'll be back again to you know, kind of look into why whoever won, like why they won, and um, just for reference purposes, um. You know, I feel like Clinton's election, like Clinton's loss in 2016 was so shocking that like she had to write a book about it called um, um, What Happened. So um, for those of you out there that are really interested, you can you know, check it out. Um, so yeah, so listen, gentlemen, um, it's time to conclude the podcast. As usual, I want to thank you so much for listening. I want to thank our guest, Usman Turi. Thank you so much. Thank, I want to thank uh, William MK Drame for pulling up. And um, guys, hopefully, 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 we come back and we have a part two of this Trump versus Biden saga because I don't think it's over. Um, I think even after the election results are out, like you guys have already mentioned, um, we will still have you know a bit of push and pull um, somewhere. But that said, thank you so much for listening. And yes, we're out.